everyone, welcome to the Double Click Podcast. This week, we are going to look at what it means to be a group leader. All right, hey everybody, it's Matt and Justin, and our Double Click today deals with a group leader. What does it mean to be a group leader? What is a group leader? What are your responsibilities? And so we're going to spend some time looking at that, specifically focusing on the practical responsibilities, almost in a bullet point type list. But before we do that, let's talk about what it means to be a group leader. And so we want to give you a real quick working definition. And this is actually pretty close to the one we also use for evangelism. But plain and simply, if you're going to be the key leader of a group, you are taking responsibility for focusing others on their relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that one more time, just make sure you get it. You're taking responsibility for focusing others on their relationship with God. And as we pause and talk and make sure we get that and understand that, and we think through what that means, that means you're not trying to teach someone to live how you live. Because once again, when we talk about being a group leader, it's not a you're at somebody talking at somebody, but you're actually walking with, walking beside other people as you follow Christ together. And so the only thing that you have in mind, your one sentence goal, when you walk into the room, when you're talking with someone, a lot like with evangelism, is God's the one that changes hearts. So you have to escort them into the throne room. And that's the other way I've heard that said that helps me understand my responsibility is not to have all the answers and be perfect and figure everything out. But plain and simply, it's to ask questions and to push people to really focus on, well, where are you at with your relationship with God? What is God saying to you about that? And ask those type of questions that put people before the throne, before a mighty God, to where God can change their hearts and move in them. And that really changes the perspective and takes a lot of pressure off when you understand that. And so understand as we dive into this, if you're wrestling with, or you've been a group leader for a long time, or even you've been a Sunday school teacher, one of the perspectives you always want to have prayerfully as you walk into the room is how am I going to point people to their relationship with God today? Because that's where change really happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as as a worship pastor, I work with musicians and other volunteers, and, and I call them worship leaders. We're all a part of this. It's not just me. And so as we go into looking at small groups and what is a group leader, um, it is a role that has some responsibility tied to it, but it's not um, some elevated role. So like, I love that you said that you're a key leader. I think everyone in the group, mm, they're, they're leaders. We all have skin in the game and we're all responsible for helping our group to be a successful group. But I think it's, it's worth mentioning, just like in any group situation, we as people naturally need and kind of naturally appoint someone that we look to to help us rally, and that we kind of follow. And so um, if that's you, if you find that you're the group leader, uh, as Matt said, know that you're, it's not some elevated position where we can just point fingers and, and call out sin in other people's lives, but it's also yeah. something that we are walking alongside them and with them. Um, we're all we're all group leaders, but, but we have to be practical, and we have to um, know that people are going to be looking to us to step up and help guide them towards a successful group and and growing in the relationship with the Lord. Absolutely. And one way I've heard this said that just came to mind is because as a group leader, if you're walking beside other believers as you all follow God, follow Christ, and, and, and are His disciples, one way to look at this is somebody's got to get the ball rolling. 
Mm-hmm. And really, that's what you, that's what a group leader does. And that's one of the ways I think about that in a lot of ministry areas, not just that specific discipleship time we're talking about, is a lot of times it's my responsibility to organizationally and spiritually get the ball rolling, get it moving forward. And then once it's rolling, it's you start to share responsibility. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth as we look at these different aspects of what it means practically. And then also, possibly next week, what it means on the discipleship and spiritual side to be a group leader. But as we dive into these practicals very quickly, um, I almost look at these as like a pretty simple checklist. Some of these are conversations you have right up front. But at the end of the day, you're the person in the room that's making sure, okay, are we clear about what we're doing here? Mm -hmm. And are we staying with what we said we were going to do? So right off the bat, if we're looking at the organizational responsibilities, there's the when, the where, and how long. They're pretty basic. And basically all that says is when are you going to meet, where are you going to meet, and how long are you going to meet. That's right. And really that's a simple definer where you as the organizer are going to get that ball rolling by saying, hey, we need to commit to a specific time and place that we're going to meet together to walk beside each other as we follow Christ. And we're going to specifically do that. And that's where the big four come in that we'll get to in just a minute to purpose to have a time to grow together. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times what happens when you're first getting that group rolling, you can even come in and say, hey, I know what my schedule is and I'm taking the responsibility for this. So before I even begin to form my group, which is going to be another podcast on how you do that, I know that it needs to be Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Right. And I know even further than that, I got to do it at my house. Yep. And you might have one or two people in mind. And so you go ahead and answer the when and where yeah. And then as a group and as you're coming together, there's a lot more input on the how long. And I know Justin and me, we actually were in a part of a group that started meeting online. Mm-hmm. Like we like we met during the middle of um, quarantine and we started meeting through through Skype, basically. We're not Skype. What's the other Zoom. program? It doesn't matter. All the same program. Or Google Hangouts or Google whatever Hangouts. it is. Yeah. Why is it Google? Never mind. All right. We're good. Another but, podcast. <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> Why is it called Hangouts yeah. when no one is? Never mind. All right. So, but we started meeting online and we defined very quickly, we were going to meet through Zoom at this time. I, I, as the person getting the ball rolling, really decided, okay, that's what we're going to do. And then once I got the ball rolling and said, hey, we're going to try this for the next six weeks because, you know, it was a moving moving window of mm-hmm. how long we were going to mm-hmm. be in quarantine. But we knew it was probably going to be about six weeks just to survive this season. And then that group redefined a little bit the when and the where and the how long right. as we went on, which was perfectly fine to do. But right up front, we needed to kind of hit those marks. And we even ended up revisiting them because yeah. that's what groups do in a healthy way. And I think, too, like kind of going back to the point of people are going to look for someone to make those calls and those decisions. Uh, we as people, if they're – there's a story, a boss that I had many, many years ago um, – I had someone tell me, hey, if you want to work with her, don't bring her five choices. Bring her two. Or just mm-hmm. like, just bring her... Because people, if we have a lot of choices set in front of us, this person's going to call this, this person's going to say this, this works better for me. And we're and, and now you're kind of stuck in this, well, I have five people in my group and we have four different opinions on the where, the when, the how, the logistics of it. And so I think that's okay and great that you said that, Matt, that, that as a group leader, as someone who God has called to kind of step up and take responsibility to lead... Say, I know I need this at my house. I know I need this to be on this night of the week. And then, as we'll talk about later in, in building that group, then you start to form from there. But that gives you a jumping off point. I think if you kind of come in and just grab four or five people or four or five couples and say, hey, let's all cast votes for when and where and how, 
it's going to be a mess out of the gate. Absolutely. And so I think we need to have some of those structured things. And again, people are looking to you as the leader to say, where are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? And that can change. That can be flexible as you guys meet and talk and go, man, we've been doing this for three weeks. It's not really working here. Can we change it to this day of the week yeah. or this time? And um, and that's okay. But just make sure that uh, you know as a group leader, it's okay to have those parameters kind of set even before your group is off and running. Absolutely. And right now, like let's just say you've been wrestling with being a group leader, but you have a couple people in mind, and when you talk to them, and this is where groups honestly never get started sometimes. Yeah. Because they get hung up on the what works for you, what works for yep. me, how do we do this? That is right. If you're taking the responsibility as the group leader, like here's a really easy practical. Don't waste time on this. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty simple. Is you know, and and I'm I'm saying this because I'm in a transition season and about to start a group, and the way I'm going to do that is there's going to be a time and a place that I need it to work as the leader. And so I'm going to send a text out to about 20 people that are already God's put on my heart and just be like, hey, guys, we're meeting at this time in this place. This is the sequence. We're going to meet from here to here. Uh, who needs some time together in the Word? Mm-hmm. And roll with it. And to be honest with you, if it's me and one other person, I am totally good with that. Yeah. And and if God is working on them and it's something that they need in their in their life, then it's going to be a priority. God will work that out. They will figure out a way to make that time and that place work if it's something that they truly want and want to be a part of. So I understand that there's work schedules and there's kids and babysitters and, you know, you're 30 minutes away from me. Like, I know all that is is real. Those are things that we tackle. But like in your situation, you're putting it out there. Hey, we're going to do this. I'm going to be obedient to what God's called me to do. If you want to join, please join. And those people that, that need to be there will shift and make the priority to be a part of that. And I think that's the same in any group. Yeah, if, if they want to be there and need to be there, they will be there. And if you need to make adjustments later on, you can. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like right now, even if you're like riding in the car listening to this, you've been wrestling with it, let's, let's play a pretend game right now. All right, this is a no-pressure mental exercise. Right now in your head, if you do not have a group time, let's pretend you're going to take responsibility for organizing this and just think of a time and a place where this needs to work. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. All right. If, if you're in one of those situations where like, oh, no, life's crazy, rearrange something, mm-hmm. like like move something, shift something. Like for me, uh, I am sacrificing an extra hour of sleep because it's going to be 6 a.m. on a particular morning. That's early. Because I know with my schedule, my life schedule, I don't necessarily have the bandwidth to add that in an evening spot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to set my alarm and get up earlier and make it work. And so let's pretend like here's let's let's just going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. Let's pretend you're a group leader regardless. Right now just think time and day. Mm-hmm. Boom. Go. You got it. It's written down. Let's move on to the next practical. So once you've got the when, where and how long. And I'll, let's let's go back to that thing. The other thing is right now it's what? Mid-November? Mm-hmm. So mid-November, let's say your group's going to meet from now till Christmas. So you've got the when, where, and how long already written down. You've got that. It's answered. If you need, to, need room at Rich Fork, you have one. I will find it for you. All right? <laughs> the other thing is we get to number two as we're playing this game because you're getting ready to launch a group is what is the responsibility organization of leader? During your group time, one of the big words that somebody kind of has to take responsibility for is focus. Yeah. And if you go back, what we're talking about is with those big four. That's yep. one of the primary ways when we talk about talk about focus is we want to make sure we're following that pattern 
that we talked about earlier with the big four. And if you don't remember what those are, that's connect, pray, scripture, and action. Mm-hmm. And we can you can go back. There's four podcasts that talk more in depth about those. But as a group leader, you're taking responsibility in those moments to help the group stay focused and move along in their process of what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so with that, you have the focus. And then depending on what you're doing, whether it's video-based, scripture, or material, and that's another thing as a group leader, you can decide before you ask anybody, before you reach out. Hey, yeah. we're going to read through the book of John, and maybe that sets your time. But whatever that is, one of your responsibilities during the group is just say, hey, okay, let's get back on track. Let's do this. Let's focus here. Or it's to lean on the material and the resource to go, hey, Let's ask this question, everybody answer, and do that. The other thing we mean by focus during group time is a phrase that we use often when we're talking and training group leaders is that not all conversations are for all environments. Mm. You might have somebody who is a talker that could dominate the room and the conversation. You might have somebody with, with enough going on in life that accidentally you could show up to your group time and it could be that person gushing for an hour and a half yeah. And there's an aspect where you need, you know, you need to know up front, like, hey, why don't we grab lunch later, which we'll get to when we get to the discipleship aspect of how you do follow up. But you also want to make sure that everybody's having a chance to engage in the group Mm -hmm. and you want to keep the focus on God, not just specific individual within the time. And so that's one of the things that as a group leader, you learn how to navigate and you have permission to navigate. And that's what you're going to say up front with that. And so as you're playing this out in your head, you've already got your time, your place. Now you've just talked about what you're going to study. Now you're going through, okay, what are my big focus points in the room? Because if you're playing this mental game with me, most likely you've already thought of one or two people that you could contact to meet in your living room, to meet at church on a Wednesday night during student ministry or during a wine on Sunday afternoon or even Sunday mornings because we have some, with, with a lot of our Sunday school class and moving to needing bigger rooms, we have a lot of our smaller rooms open where two or three, four, five, six people can meet safely with social distancing. So the other one is focus. And as I review these really quickly, organizationally, as a group leader, you're looking at the logistics, when, where, and how long. And now we're on to focus. Yeah, this is a little off script. And so this might be fun. But one of the things that have, has come to my mind, um, where we're talking about the where and the when and the how, um, and we know what we're going to focus on, what if there are people that have questions on the who? Like how, like, who do I reach out to? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, do, do I do couples? Do I do a men's group? Do I do uh, my friends or do I not? Do I invite a, a leader at the church, a pastor to be a part of this or do I not? Like maybe people can struggle too, not just with the logistics of when do we do it and where do we do it, but who are we going to be walking through life with? And I know for me, there's been many ways that I've gone about this. It's just been someone that I've struck up a relationship with, uh, a friendship with. And it's like, Hey, we like each other. Let's get together and see if our families like each other and walk through life together. There's also been other people in ministry that have just reached out to me that I've not known that said, I just need someone to walk with me through something for a season or for a longer period of time. So from your professional opinion, my professional (laughs) opinion, uh, how, how do we help people direct people on the who part of it as well? So here's, here's, I mean, we're going to identify the lie right now is what we're going to do, okay? <laughs> because here's the mental game you'll play when you get to the who. Right. Um, and I'm going to give an analogy to this, all right? So in student ministry, I was in student ministry for 11 years, and about every semester I would have a conversation with a student who would tell me that they don't have any friends in a room with 120 other students. Mm. 
And so I would sit there and I would know, I know, I know the students were in the room. And so I'd sit there and say, well, what about her? What about this person? Or what about this person? And here's what would happen. That student who was talking about how lonely they are and how clicky everything was and how they didn't get in there would have a reason why the friendship wouldn't work for Mm -hmm. every single person. So what I would end up with and try to point out to them is, so what you're telling me is I have a room full of people who all don't have friends except for one or two circles in the room, but aren't willing to be friends with each other. And so when you're thinking, and here's what I'm saying when I say that, when you're thinking about who's in your group, you need to open the door wider and trust God. Mm. Amen to that. Okay? Like you really do. You need to prayerfully open the door wider and trust that God's going to bring the right people. Because Mm. here's what our mental battle is as a group leader is like we are thinking right now i really need to dive into life with somebody but i only have one or two close friends i trust at this moment to dive deep with (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is life that is life you normally only have one or two really deep friends but if you're not willing to journey with other people to get there it handicaps you yeah because the deal is is you text your best friend you'd be like hey i got this group coming da 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 it's this time and they're like sorry we got we got ball practice yeah (laughs) And then you're like, oh, I guess I can't do it. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, look at your Facebook friend count. Look at Instagram. Reconnect with somebody you haven't talked to in 20 years. Yeah. Like, all jokes aside, you encounter a lot of people. Just reach out to them. Well, and I want to say this, too, and this may be for our next session on what a group leader is and, and stuff, but uh, as a group leader, hey, just newsflash, you have to be the one that leads with trust. So as Matt was saying, if if it's uh, hey, I only have one or two friends that I trust, and they can't be in the group. Like he said, you have Facebook friends. You walk into a church here at Rich Fork, and there's a room full of people that you can reach out to. And I don't know them, so how can I trust them? You can trust them by putting yourself out there and just yeah. and just and leading with trust. And then and that and a lot of the groups that's that's terrifying, right? I get that. That is terrifying. But in the groups that I've been in that have been successful. The life group leaders have been the first people to put it out there to go, here's who I am, skeletons and all, now tell us who you are. And it, and then you can't get trust unless you give trust. And so you have to be, you can't get vulnerability unless you give vulnerability. So again, not trying to get too deep into that today, right. but just know as part of a life group leader, there's, there's a little asterisk that's like, you're going to have to lead with the trust there. Absolutely. And we'll go ahead and say this and and we we shifted topics a little bit which is great cuz like i feel like this one's this one's a really good and important this is a mental block we get in with this mm. you know we sit there and we go well who do i connect with well here's the deal you got to take the leap yeah if you're going to find new relationships if you're going to find new people to walk through life with together if you're going to begin discipleship in any way shape or form you have to take the leap yep. and it's an uncomfortable leap but it's there. You've got to do it. And it's totally worth it. It is absolutely worth it. I'm not saying it's always going to be easy. I'm not saying it's always going to be perfect. Right. And not only do you have to take the leap once, you have to be willing <laughs> to do it again and again yeah. and again. Because I've been a part of, good gravy, I think at this point over 15 different group cycles mm-hmm. I've been through. Three of those have been absolutely amazing. Three of them have been absolutely times of like just drinking from the fountain of spiritual growth mm-hmm. with uh, with other uh, with other believers. A lot of those have been helpful, but at the same time, 
they were transition type groups. Right. And they were good. I grew with them. It was good for that season, but it wasn't like that overwhelming spirit of God falling upon us every single week like some of those other groups were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So encouragement, I want to get to, uh, we talked about these organizational responsibilities. The last one we had is pretty simple, um, that if you're taking responsibility, it's just a midweek reminder. And most of the time you do that by text. Hey guys, just a reminder, we're meeting this week. And that was very practical because at the end of the day, um, if you're not sending that reminder, then you're going to get a message from them. Hey, are we meeting this week? Right. And it's going to create a feeling like all oh, the group groups dissolved. Right. And yeah. so you want to do that. And we look back through these organizational responsibilities. We got when, where, and how long. And Justin added in an excellent, which was who. Like if you're going to do this, who am I meeting with? Which yeah. might be our big challenge point that I'll come back to here in a minute. The next one, your responsibility is focus during your group time and during the week. And the third one is to send that midweek reminder. If we're talking about basic um basic organizational things you do as a group leader. But I want to circle back around because here's your challenge. Because you just played, at the beginning of this, we played this mental game, right? Mm -hmm. Where you picked a time, a place, and a topic. A script, scripture, video, whatever. Like, you just, you've named it in your head. I want to throw the who in there. Yeah. And then after that, you've got the who. And it might be one or two people. That's fine. It might be one person that you're just going to sit down, you're going to grab lunch with, you're going to purpose to grow together. Now I want to throw another one in there. Take the leap. Yeah. Like no joke. Like right now, that is that is it. You can contact me and I will help help you walk through that. I'll help you figure out some of the logistics. But just take the leap. Just schedule a time, text some people. Be okay with texting 20 people and 18 of them being like, sorry, doesn't work, work. don't want to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. Now I'll even challenge you further. Reach out <laughs> to somebody you haven't talked to since, since the lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, miss being around you, miss seeing you. Can we do this? And here's another thing, too, that when I was in small groups, I always thought it had to be people within my circles or um, at church. And and because a lot of times churches, hey, I'm, I go to Ridge Fork or I go to this church and this is my small group and it's made up of people from that from that church. However, go across the fence and ask your neighbor. Hey, there's a couple of people in, in that, are come, that are meeting from church, but, you know, just wanted to see how you were, how you're doing. Would you like, would you be interested in meeting with us, right? And so it doesn't have to be limited to the four walls of the church that you're a part of. It could be family. It could be neighbors. It could be friends. It could be church members. Um, so as Matt challenged, think of those people. And you probably already have people, like, the lights going off in your head, and you're like, oh, no, not that person. You know, but, like, reach out. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a special, <laughs> ministry, a, a special podcast called um, Ministry is Hard. Mm-hmm. It is like you. You will encounter people, and we'll 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 talk about this one, okay? Because because it's real life. Like we will talk about the reality of if you're gonna disciple people, it's gonna be inconvenient at times. Yeah, it is, but it's totally worth it. And you want to know why? Because someone has discipled you, and you know what? You're inconvenient at times, right? Hey, how about that? How about that? <laughs> anyway, so we just want to leave you with the encouragement um, and the crazy challenge that we came up with. Mid podcast. If you already know a time, a place, a topic, uh, you know who. Take the leap. Yep. Go for it. Go do it. You got do it. it now. You got this. We'll be back next week to talk more. <laughs>